there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Much power. No prayer. No power. Mm. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, heal their their land. Um, Hold this for a second. So, I made this up as I was told that I was going to be coming. No, I made this up in the last hour. So I bought a number of people. Uh, you can, but I don't know what I'm looking for. But <laughs> this is this is kind of like a, this kind of like a woman's purse. I got this purse looking thing. I got this purse looking thing at the airport. Like forty dollars. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna try to weave this into into my message, but we're going to talk a little bit about the marketplace today because um, sometimes in church, in my opinion, we don't talk enough about the marketplace. So often, we as church people talk about quote-unquote church stuff, and everybody does not understand church stuff. Everybody doesn't understand our vernacular. Everybody doesn't understand the stained glass terminology that we use. So I'm going to try and come from a plain glass perspective versus a stained glass perspective. And tomorrow I will amplify the difference. Um, as I was leaving to come here, I just picked up some things. Everybody, all of you all are old enough, I think, in here to know what this is. Right. You've seen it before, right? Wow. A long time okay. ago. <laughs> yeah, so she talked about a long time ago. Sorry. But, but what we know today mm-hmm. that if we're going to communicate That's right. with most people in the marketplace, Come on. we probably don't want to use this platform. Amen? Amen. Especially to try to talk to young people. They're going to look at us like we're crazy. But to everything, there is a season. There was a time when this was, you know, you remember the cameras? Was this big? Yeah. I mean, they were big. Yeah, they then were. we got more sophisticated. Yeah. We got smaller yeah. cameras. Right. We got these things mm-hmm. that you put in that case Come to on. make it this size. That's yeah. good. Okay? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I went I was in North Carolina yesterday and I went to my granddaughter's volleyball practice and I did everything that I needed to do with this. Yeah. 
Oh. I videotaped. Mm -hmm. I took pictures. I shared them at the same time. I went on Periscope. I YouTubed. Wow. And oh, by the way, I'm running a half million dollar small contract on this right now wow. with a couple apps yeah. in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and by the way, huh? <laughs> I love the Lord. Yes. I love studying God's word. Come on. I got all the tools. <laughs> My aunt bought me this when I first started preaching in 1997. <laughs> this is a 5,000. This is an Old Testament commentary. I got a New Testament commentary. I got, I got Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I got multiple libraries in multiple places. But I also have more books on here than in all my libraries in every place. So this is a tool that's in the marketplace today. No matter how safe, sanctified, and filled with God's precious Holy Ghost I am, this might be something that I might need to use. Amen? So, I want to draw from a simple passage of scripture found in the book of John. So, I'm going to use a couple New Testament scriptures. Um, John 15, very, very familiar passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. um, some people call it the, the fruit chapter, mm -hmm. true vine chapter. It says from the King James Version, which is an older version. I, I used this is my old Bible. I used to use this when I was preaching real, real regular. Yeah. So I use this when I get up to talk to somebody so I can sound kind of smart because it's all marked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody asked me for something, then I can just turn the page and cry. When you used it a lot, it really, you know, really will, right? Yeah. So I can sound a little sophisticated and even um, I'm really not here to preach because I'm told this is a conference and so I'm going to do what I call a word shop. Come you on, got yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. Word shop. Yes. Or maybe consider this a sermon not. <laughs> but in case I need to hoop a little bit, <laughs> I'll put a little theology in my hoopology. <laughs> All right, <baby. laughs> All right. But we're going to spend a little bit of time really talking about the marketplace. Because I really think it's really, really important, particularly for those of us who are really in Christ, who are sold out to Christ, go to church regularly. Because we do understand here in Ohio, the state of Ohio, on any Sunday, eight out of 10 people are not coming to hear you, they're not coming to hear you, and I don't care what country you're from, they're not coming to hear you. That's just the reality yeah. on any Sunday. They're not coming inside of our stained glass cathedrals. Yeah. So if we want to share the gospel with them, we're going to have to go to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And they're going to probably be in the marketplace. Yeah. Or they're probably going to be at work somewhere. And if you want to get a bunch of men and talk to them in America, 1099 number W2 that you have them all day. Yeah. So God's economy not my economy, not this church's economy, 
not Procter and Gamble's economy, but God's economy does not distinguish between Procter and Gamble and First Baptist Church. It, it doesn't. God's economy doesn't distinguish. The business of ministry, the business is the ministry of heaven. And the business of heaven is ministry. Let me say that again. Business, business is the ministry of heaven. And the business of heaven is ministry. On Sunday, when you take up your tithes and offerings, or you give a love offering, there ain't no bank in Cincinnati for the saints and a separate one for the ants. <laughs> I don't care how saved you are. Okay, it's either Popeyes or Chick-fil-A. So we really want to be open to the market because the church needs the market. And the marketplace needs the church. If you're going to pastor a church, you want people to have good incomes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But good companies want people with good morals, good integrity, yeah. good solid teaching, yeah. who, who won't steal from them, uh, who won't lie, yeah. who, who won't be dishonest, uh, who won't fudge on their expense accounts. On, yeah, I'm talking about the same God that's over Procter & Gamble. Wow. That's the same God that's over a church. So, Jesus, yeah. as he entered and he started picking out his leaders, he intentionally, Apostle Jaja, he did not go to the synagogue or to the temple. Right. He went to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. He went to the marketplace. Yes, and in 2019 vernacular, they would all be considered bivocational. Yeah. Yeah. They would all be considered bivocational. And I don't care how well you can preach, how well you can quote scripture, how much you talk about you love the Lord. If you're going to talk to young men out here, they want to not hear about it. They want to see it. Yeah. You can talk about he's able, but if you don't know how to show that he's able, it, it, it's not about lifting how big a love offering I can lift. How much love offering can you give? It's more blessed to give than to receive. And, and as we go into this John 15 chapter, it's talking about a dirty word in the church sometimes. So let me start with a disclaimer. Okay. A lot of my friends are pastors. Senior pastor almost 20 years. So don't misunderstand me. I love the Lord. I, I do. I love the church. But I've been in a long time. Okay. And I've been over here a long time, too. See, I worked 20 years in corporate, so, you know, I speak that language, too. I understand profit and loss statements and cash flow statements and balance sheet, but I can take the parable of the two fish and five loaves and convert it to all of those financial documents. I wish I had a witness. I can take the parable of the Good Samaritan and talk about a line of credit. So, when we get into chapter 15, the book, the Gospel of John, yep. is talking about a very spiritual term. Yep. 
called fruit. Yeah. That might be the stained glass word that we use. The plain glass word is profit. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Plain glass word is profit. And we can't be so holy that we're no earthly good. And we can't love the Lord so much and not earn a profit. Because that's not spiritual. That's not word. So, here in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, and I'm reading from the King James Version, it says, I'm the true vine. My father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Yes. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, yes. that it might bring forth more fruit. Okay? Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in me. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I'm the vine, fifth verse. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. The last verse, the sixth verse. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. I'm sorry, seventh verse. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. This, 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 these verses, one through seven, if you look at it, it talks about into more fruit. It talks about, no, in two it talks about fruit. Then it talks about more fruit. Then it talks about much fruit. Those of us who say we love the Lord, we need to bear fruit. Amen. And we need to bear much fruit. Amen. And we can only really bear fruit with Christ Jesus. Amen. Apart from him, Sister Robin, we can't bear fruit. That's right. So I don't care how much we come to church right. and how many sermons we listen to. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good my suit looks or whether or not I'm ragged. If I'm not connected to the true vine, I'm not able to bear fruit. And I don't care how much I lift holy hands. And I don't care how well I can sing, how well I can preach, and how you think I'm all of this and that. Listen, I don't care. The same God that raises me up in the church is the same God that raises me up in business technical services. And it's the same God that makes a church profitable is the same God that makes business technical services profitable. See, I can't go out there. Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. 
It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. In the marketplace with these large Fortune 1000 clients and not be successful. They don't want a company that's not successful. God does not want his disciples to not be successful also. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Not by power, nor by might, but by my word. Amen? Amen. Luke 14 and 28 says, For which of you, tending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Amen? So, we're talking about the marketplace, okay? What's so special about the marketplace and why does the church need the marketplace today? Because it's all kingdom. God loves people in the marketplace. And listen, not very few people are full-time in the church. Most people do not earn their living from a church. Only about 5% of the people in America. But that doesn't make them any greater disciples than you. It doesn't make them any greater ministers than you or me. Because the word minister means to serve. It's one thing to have a title. It's something else to have an anointing. It's one thing to be elected democratically. It's something else to be anointed. Amen? So the marketplace is so really, really important. Listen, you know, in the book of James, in the book of James, the second chapter, um, in the book of James, the second chapter, it talks about the man that comes into the church and uh, because he's dressed nice. Amen? Mm -hmm. He's he's dressed nice. And the word... um, talks about a man that comes into your assembly with a gold ring and godly apparel and there comes and also a poor man with, with you know some dirty clothes on and the man is dressed real nice we quickly say come on to the front of the church but that person who's not dressed as well we don't treat them sometimes as well and I'm not talking about just folks out in the marketplace I'm talking about those of us in the church let's talk about this for a second do we really treat folks like we need to treat them. Uh-huh. What I have found on Apostle Robin is sometimes in the marketplace they treat folk better than we do in the church. When you read the parable of the Good Samaritan, the Bible says that the priest walked by the man. Said that the Levite walked by the man. But that half-breed, that Good Samaritan, the Bible says that Good Samaritan stopped and bound up his wounds. He crossed on the other side of the street. He said, brother, you, you okay? And, and the man was a beggar. Looked like he had been beaten and robbed. And the, the Bible says, Sister Robin, that the Good Samaritan, he, he got him up and in 2019, picked him up and took him to the embassy suites. Wow. And he took him to the embassy suites and he told him to give him a room. Okay. And he didn't have a whole lot of money. He said, he gave him what he had. And he said, look, I, I don't have any more. He said, but when I come back, come on. If, it, if, it come, if, if there's more charges, I'll cover it. 
And obviously that man, that good Samaritan, he didn't have a benevolent offering. But either had some cash or he had a line of credit. But I believe in 2019 that the church is doing the same thing. I think we're walking by a whole lot of people. I think we're discriminating against a whole lot of people because they don't dress like us. They can't quote the word of God. They can't say in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him without anything made that was. They can't quote scripture like us. But some of these are good people. Some of these people just need this, some, a little bit of love. Amen? Amen. And sometimes they get the love in the marketplace that they don't get in the church. Parable of the Good Samaritan. He got love. Not from the church. Church walked around it. But hold on, listen. We, we got to stop pretending that, again, I love the church. I go to church every Sunday. I go to church three times on the weekend. Sabbath service on Saturday, 8 o'clock, men's class, and then I do 1030 sometimes. So it's not that I'm, I go to two Bible studies sometimes. A week. Come on, man. So it's not an anti-church. Right. But I also realize we gotta be practical. Yeah. We gotta be pragmatic. So I was at the airport the other day and um, everybody discriminates. And it's not always based on race. It's not always based on gender. So I'm at the airport and I I've traveled a lot in the last eight days. I've been probably eight states by car, by plane. And I came back here by car from Minnesota and Illinois, and I was here 24 hours, and somebody bought me a ticket. Wow. I won't make any mention any names, but they bought me an economy ticket. <laughs> Sounds good. It was a one-way ticket. It, it sounded it sounded good, Apostle Jaja, and um, it was like less than $150. It was an economy. I went there with my economy ticket, and uh, I thought I was doing something really special. Normally, when I travel, I got my briefcase and one bag. That's travel life to me. I'm, I'm going to do something really different. I'm going to take my laptop and iPad and all my critical paperwork, and I'm going to put it in this one little suitcase, and I'm going to carry it on. Well, I got up to the counter at United Airlines, and they said I had an economy ticket. And with an economy ticket, they said I could only take on personal items. And I guess a personal item, they meant like a purse, a purse. or maybe a computer bag. Right. Well, I left my computer bag because I'm trying to really, because I'm just flying in North Carolina literally to drive my wife back. Yeah. So they said it's $30 here or $50 at the gate. And I only bought a $140 something ticket. And then I said, well, how much for me to just carry this on? I'm willing to pay. They said, you can't take the, you got to take the computer out. And put it in another bag because that bag that you got an economy ticket, it's got to go beneath. And um, you know, I felt kind of weird, and so I had to go buy this. And the reason I bought this look, woman-looking bag it cost me because it was only ten dollars, and I needed something to carry my computer. And so the point I'm trying to make is they discriminated against me because I had an economy ticket. Once I got my computer put in here. And I put my luggage, checked it, and I got to the gate. I looked at my economy ticket, it said I was group five. When they started having people board, 
They said group one board. Then they said group two. Then they said all group one and two board. Then they said three. Then they said four. Guess when I got the board? Last, because I was group one. But guess what? It wasn't based on the color of my skin. It wasn't based on my sex. It was based on how much I paid for that ticket. We gotta watch it in the kingdom. Okay, we, we are discriminating against people and don't realize we're discriminating against people. Just because they don't think like us, because they don't serve God like us, because they don't understand what we understand. We got some good folks out here that nobody has discipled. We got some good young people out here, they don't want what we got in the church because we're not showing sure enough blame blame. I wish I had a witness. We got some young men out here that are looking for some work. But where is the church? Oh, are we so busy singing hymns? We so busy quoting scripture, and our brothers and sisters are dying on the street. We so busy trying to lift up tithes and offerings. So in our church, we have a contract with Amazon. One of them marketplace saints. You know, they're a big saint. We got about 50 people that work at Amazon. We, don't, we didn't just get them jobs. We brought Amazon to the church. Yeah. We brought Amazon inside the church. Mm-hmm. They interview them at the church. They fill out the application at the church. They do the drug background check at the church. They do all the stuff at the church. Mm-hmm. They make the job offer at the church. Mm-hmm. They give them the t-shirt at the church. They give them the badge at the church. And they give them a starting day at the church. Wow. Starting day. Then our church... The people that we got these jobs, a lot of them don't have jobs, don't have vehicles. We take them wow. to work for six months. We call it the gig show. Hey. And before they start working, we do some orientation with Amazon. And guess what we talk about? We talk about the word in plain last language. Amen. We talk about, you know, being on time. We talk about the divine nature of work. The first job that God gave them was a gig. He gave my child in the car. Amen? Yeah. We taped them, and guess what? I drove for about six weeks. Got up at 2.30 in the morning. I go to 10, 12 people's houses on extreme sides of town. I get back at 9 o'clock in the morning to my house. Then I take a shower and I start my day. I don't get paid for it. Right. But it's a powerful ministry. Yeah. It, 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 it's teaching me humility. It's taking me to neighborhoods I wouldn't normally go to. It's making me realize how blessed I am. And then I get a chance to talk to these people on the bus, knowing that most of them are not going to make it at Amazon. I wish I had a witness. About 50 people we placed there, 46 of them didn't make it. But I'm thankful we got them a job. I wish I had a witness. we got to be more practical in the church. You can't just talk about how good God is. I wish I had a witness. Come on, you. Governor, yeah. the president of banks, yeah. 
senior pastors looking at what is the role of the church in terms of economic uh, I know that's like blasphemy. Yes. No. All of your parables mm. are about money. Talents. Mm-hmm. How you invest. We're hosting in 2020 yeah. a national prison summit. Yes. We're wow. sitting around at church mm-hmm. and we talk about we disciple. And 20% of our folks locked up. Mm-hmm. In the African American communities, a bigger percent than that. We, we got more people in prison. Than some countries. And what are we doing in the church? I'm just going to close with a couple questions. Maybe I don't have the answers, but I want to leave you to ponder a few things. Do we got a better marriage rate in the church? It's 50% in the marketplace. Yeah. Is our number any better in the church? No, come on. It's worse. We got a drug problem in the marketplace. Stop by to let you know we got a substance abuse problem in the church. Yeah. We got people filing bankruptcy in the marketplace. We got people filing bankruptcy in the church. The difference is in the church, we try to pretend. See, we try to look successful. And we try to act successful. And on Sunday, we got to sound anointed. But no, our house is not in order either. We're afraid to be transparent. We're afraid to tell somebody we're hurting. We're afraid to tell somebody we broke. We're afraid to tell somebody we disgusted. And then when we get in a leadership position, we try to perpetrate. You know, because we're in a leadership position, we got to act like we're successful. God knows the heart. You can't fake success. You know how you get people to draw. It ain't hard to get people to follow you. If you follow Christ, they will follow you. If you lift up the name of Jesus. Hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Scag Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's-eye gold color. Tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick cushion seat. Powerful engine. Heavy-duty cutter deck. Hey, up! What's the call? Um... The moment you know you want a Skag. Visit Skag.com to find out why Skag mowers are simply the best. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. But guess what? They're doing a good job. They're doing a good job. And guess what? Not only are they doing a good job, I want to to 
to the best of my ability, make sure that they're successful. Yeah. Not because I'm a preacher to death, but I'm going to make a way. Yes. If God made a way for me, Hallelujah. he made a way for me. Had it not been for the grace of God, it could be me. Yeah. It is not because I've been so saved. Yeah. I could have been in jail. I could have been in prison. Yeah. Come on, a lot of us in church. My like my aunt said, you don't go to jail for stealing. You go to jail because you got caught. Come on, somebody. You can be in church all day, lifting up holy hands, looking saved, saying goodbye. But as soon as you go home, you use it to Come on. Woo. Wow. We we gotta we need to have a Tuesday to Saturday gospel too. Not just a Sunday gospel. Yeah, come on. You know these young men that up here in Minnesota? It's hard. You pay them, try to do what you can, try to pay them on time. Uh-huh. Couple of them couldn't even cash the check. They don't have no check income. Then they go to Walmart. These guys cash and these guys, they do this two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And finally, yeah. I'm saying, man, what's up? Yeah. Your, your colleagues are cashing their checks. And um, I said, you need to get a checking account. Come on. Yeah. Finally, he got a checking account. Uh-huh. He hasn't had any issues since. Thank you, Lord. I knew they had issues mm-hmm. when I hired them. Right. Come on. But you know why I hired them? Because I'm trying to be the church. Right. Mm. See, it's not about, oh, incidentally, they might come to these business technical service, BTS, mm. by the Spirit. That's good. Had it not been for come on. the grace of God, I wouldn't have the payroll I have. Come on, Dad. And see, I can come in Sunday and hoop all I want. Ah. But these brothers are hurting. Yeah. You give them a job, then they don't have a way to work. Right. You know how to get to work? I'm paying one of my guys to go pick them up and take them home. Yeah. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody. Somebody's got to give them a chance. Somebody's got to accelerate them. That's right. Somebody's got to let them know that they can go beyond the folk in the church. Somebody got to pay it forward. Somebody got to know that God has blessed me. Somebody. Come on. Come on. If somebody. Pastor, somebody had to stop by and done something for me. Come on. Hey. Just because I'm sitting up here today. Come on. Uh, come on, it's only by the grace of God. God. Come on. Ain't no need of me trying to sit up here and faking like I got it going come on. on. The best thing I got going is to my right. <laughs> That's the best thing. Hey. We keep it real. Mama. See, I don't care how many mega churches you see. Mm-hmm. Finding somebody with a mega marriage. Oh. That's what's happening. Yes. See, that's the most. Everybody can't. Everybody can foster that kind of institution. No, wow. See, that's what the enemy. He wants to destroy a strong man. He ain't. He don't care about what you're doing at Kroger. What you're doing at Toyota. What's going on in your home? Uh, Can you get along with your mate? Uh, it's one thing to get along with the people in the cube next to you, the office next to you, but can you get along with the person in the same bedroom as you? Come on. How many folks? I wish I had a witness. How many folks in my age group can they they've been together forty? I wish I had a witness. I'm talking about four four decades. Oh, two years. That's not in jail. Not in jail. Five fingers. <laughs> Yes, Daddy. Come on, don't tell me God ain't good. Don't tell 
Come on. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. She looked beyond my fault. Yeah. Yeah, we know God looks, but she's looked beyond my fault. Yes, come on. Mm-hmm. You got to be a special person to yes. stay with me almost 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have some patience. Yeah. yeah. You got to, there's, there's something special. But I'm so thankful today. Yeah. And I just want to close just for a moment just by bragging. Yeah. And I don't want to brag about my education. Don't have much. Right. Don't want to brag about my little house. Don't have much. Uh, don't want to brag about all the cars. I do got a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> More than I can afford. Amen. I, I don't want to brag about my business yeah. that I don't deserve. Yeah. Working in seven states. Oh, doing something I've never even heard of 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Never cathodic protection. I ain't no engineer. Your day. That's right, Dad. Doing corrosion. All I know about corrosion and rust is what's on my elbow. But did you know it's a $279 million industry? It ain't going away. And did you know that did you know the fastest growing segment? I'm gonna get ready to drop some knowledge now. Fastest growing segment in the power industry is the faith community. Yes. Think about it. Power and light. Yes. Think about it. Acts 1 and 8. Yeah. And ye shall receive power. Power. Yeah. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. When the Holy Ghost comes. You talking about tithes and offerings. Think about renewals. Mm, Go down there to Reverend Lynch the Third's church and see how they're recycling their toilet water. We got to get, we can't be so saved. But I've been married. Yeah. 
for God's people because God's people have done something special for some of us. I'm talking about God has been real good to some of us. I don't know about you, but God has been good to me. Right. That we've lost some things. Yes. That we've had bankruptcies. That we've lost 
family members that we've we, we screwed up. That some of us have been strung out. Some of us have been in jail. But in spite of God. Yes. Amen? Amen. I really, I, I want to speak and just encourage you, particularly from a business standpoint, because I do think that is my anointing in this season. And I think that the church is sometimes afraid to talk about that because the whole concept of sheep are kind of, you know, uh, meek and, and sometimes business people are like horses. They're not like sheep. They'll run you over. But there's some good business people. Yeah. Yeah. And pastors sometimes think business people are too greedy. And business people think pastors are too needy. But we need each other. Yes. And I want to tell you to keep dreaming. Amen. Keep that vision. Amen. Keep that fire. I don't care how old you are. It's Amen. never too late. Amen. I started this company when I was, I don't know, 50 years old. That's pretty old to start with something you've never heard of. Right. But God. But God. Amen. But God. With men, it seems yes. impossible. Yes. But God. But but God. God. Yes. People that know me say, well, how did you end up doing that? And I just say, but God. But God. But God. Amen. to what I, because I need to let the spirit speak, please. Because if, if it's a question, let's do it in a, but I still want you to, you know, um, wow. So what was it, Mother? Did you want to ask? Well, I just, it, it, this has been such a powerful thing, but I do want to share something. First of all, you know, I got introduced to you all. I came in here. Josh, and he already knows. I mean, the, the, I don't have to. We all know. We just know. And so, you know, that's just truth for all. It's, God is just blessing us by these two things. I am so glad to have met your mother and dad. I can't be right. I um, many years ago, back in the '60s, I was in Pennsylvania, and I worked in the same office with a man named Dave Smith who was working very diligently to make the construction industry, the, the, the union, admit black men. And so he went and stopped all the construction in the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to make that happen. And it was just an awesome thing. So I remember that, and I was very young when it happened. Then I got a chance to, when well, I was going to the Dollar Rock Church, I got a chance to be Bishop T.D. Jakes came around a lot. He had a real big thing about about helping people who were through the prison ministry and took it to a new level. And when I say to a new level, when I was at Solid Rock Church, I became a part of the prison ministry. And I found out that when the, the people would be ministered to in the prisons, but when they came out, the very churches that sent people to them to minister, 
did not welcome them Jesus. Into, Amen. The, into the church. Amen. And then we go back to the day, and they would be back in the prison or Amen. in the jails. We said, what are you doing back? These for young these people sometimes would get baptized in the Holy Spirit when we were there ministering to them. And we was like, but when they but they were rejected by the church. Jesus. And so they went back to where they were accepted, with the same people that were, got them there in the first place, and so they went back into the prison. And you know, and, 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 wow. That's, and, that's, then, and then a young man in, in Hamilton, his family, the other church, and he himself had been in prison. His whole family was the pastors and ministers. And so he left. It was that the family couldn't accept it, but it was that the multiplication of their ministry. Amen. Because he opened up a church that welcomed people who were prisoners. So I mean, that was a big thing. Yeah. And I mean, an awesome thing. And, and the man, awesome man of God, very much involved with community. Amen. Amen. But when this, when your husband just got up just now, mm -hmm. I said, look at all that I have seen. Because here's a man who is saying the church is supposed to be doing more. And we thank God yes. for that. Because guess yes. what? We are the church. These, this leadership conference, God is raising us leaders to be that better example yeah. of the church. Yeah. These are things that we have experienced through our years of ministry, yeah. things that we have saw our young people go through and, and things. And I just believe um, we are a remnant today and a remnant of yesterday because we have come here to receive something, to say that we want to be that church, right. that individual, because the church is us to make a difference, to make an impact. Because even though someone and everyone may can't do it, but we as the church individually, as we connect to those that has a, not just a desire, but has a vision and has a, a command by God to do it, we can move mountains. So let our mindset just speak to the situation and say, you know what? We're going to make a difference in somebody's life. When people get out of prison, we're going to not only just speak a word, but we're going to help them get a job and come back into society because, you know, it's hard to get back in society when you have been locked away for a long time because things change. So God don't give us for us to get it all ourselves. He gives us, meaning that he gives us what we need to help somebody else. So when he gives it to us, it's not for us to hold on to it and say, hey, I'm this and I'm that and just read my name with all of my initials. No, you got to work what's behind your initials. Because there is somebody that needs you and your gift and what God has gifted you to do. So what I've learned is this. That's what made me go and get a certification in chemical dependency and alcohol because I was tired of saying, well, why don't the, the, the detox centers and this and that do that when I can get the same certification and counsel individuals as well as helping them and then, and then getting facilities coming together with men and women of God that want to build these facilities to get those individuals with nursing degrees that's in the church to help these people instead of saying, why are we not helping the people that are on drugs? So I had to change my language by going out and getting the different certifications because what I found out, when you want to do a transitional housing, you have to be certified in those type of de dependencies. 
So why do I have to wait for somebody else when I can get the certification and then hire people that already have it? So let's do it. Let's go forward. But I didn't want to move by the spirit. I'm sorry because we're moving by the spirit. And, and, and that was great what you said. But, I, you know, I am blessed. I am truly blessed. You don't even know these two days what it done for me. And I know you're blessed. Because all I wanted to do was just move out the way and just let God just fill me. But sometimes God would say, no, I need you. In your cowardness, in everything that you do. But to have somebody, you know, this is very sentimental to me because I came off the street in the church and they're hit with me today. You don't get that too often. Because, like you said, people jump from church to church and we don't leave right. But one of the things I can say through my mother and father is they taught me how to leave. You know why? Because they was not easy on me. They loved me. But he said, okay, I know you got great faith, daughter. But where's the money? How are you going to do these things? Faith is good. But faith is what? By hearing the word of God? You're still going to need to know how to move in these areas. And took a Bible study, two fish and five loaves, and we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden after Bible study, we say, well, you know what, next week, let's just go buy some food and feed the community. And somebody else said, well, how are we going to do that? Because we ain't got this. And, and, and Reverend Vicker said, well, we just start with ourselves. And so we started buying the food ourselves, and then guess what? Next thing you knew, you had Brown Valley College. Then we had, what, Landmark Church. Then we had the Chinese Buffet. Then we had a whole group of people donate food. And guess how many people was coming? First, it was children. Over 100. And look, what am I doing today? Still the feeding ministry. He said to me, you lead first member class. I just came into church. He didn't look at my past. And then guess what? They didn't have a name for it. Reverend Coley was over it. He said, what is the Spirit saying to you? I said, well, when I first came here, it was the first touch. That's what kept me here. So we called it First Touch Ministry. Because it was the first touch. Don't you know the first touch is when people walk through that door? It's going to determine if they're going to come and stay or leave. So from that point on, it was about the touch. The first touch. You can't hug everybody because everybody don't want to be hugged. People don't know about love because they they're not loved. So you got to know how to in and out with people. So from there, the last icing on the cake was when it was time for me to leave. What, eight years? When they both knew, like I was, when God was speaking to me, Dad, I tell you, then I used to write you letters with the Spirit of God was saying, I was scared to say it because I felt like, is that, is I'm crazy, is that, you know, because I didn't know. 
But he always used to tell me, you special. Right, Ma? You a blessing. You know, when you're in the world, you think you like on the yellow bus. The short bus. Right? But I didn't know what he's talking about today. I didn't know that I was going to become who I am today. But he kept speaking that in my life, like, you special. You blessed. But I was going through so much. When I was coming from the street, he knew that I, I was spoke. I did all of that. He did not, he did not judge me. But he but he he made me, they made me. They saw me bring up my children from five, five to seven. And kept on. And when I left, it was on good terms. He allowed me to leave. Because he knew that I couldn't get no more than I'd be fair. And the first time I called him, I said, Dad, my, I'm having my first sermon at. Could you come? And he was right on the front seat. And every time they're always here, I go. And I would go to their homes, clean, babysit the doll, wash, clothes, everything, you know. I just thank God for the, the relationship. I thank God for the teaching. I thank God for the molding. I thank God for the mentor. I thank God for just somebody to listen to me, to teach me. I saw not all the good things. I saw about really ministry when people leave you after you have put everything in and how they still held their character and their integrity. When people lied and did all things, but they loved the people. So when you get people like that in your life, you don't take it for granted. They taught me how to leave. Whatever place, they taught me how to leave. And it's very important how you leave and how you finish. Because you can start with great momentum, but it's the finishing product of it. So today, you know, it's special because I called on there, but I said, I need you. All the way in South Carolina. And they came. <laughs> and even Apostle through his, he been ministering. And you, 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 thank you. Just thank you. And, and we're going to conclude and we ask Apostle to come and lead us in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful for what you've started to do and what you're doing and what you still do. We thank you, Lord, for your work that has been coming from, the Bible says, the entrance of your world given life. And we thank you for the light of your world and the strength of your world and the wisdom of your word, and the help from your word, and the power from your word. Lord, we thank you for all that you've been pouring into us, and you will still continue to pour into us. We're talking about hearts that have been touched, lives that, life that have been touched. We're talking, Father, for the, the, the things, oh God, that you have done that even our eyes cannot see right now. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. And Father, we pray. 
that uh, as we come to the end of today's uh, event, that all the glory return to you. Mighty God, continue to uh, glorify yourself in our lives. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.